love to receive. Bless those that give and those that don't, oh God, Lord. We give you all the praise, glory, and honor, Lord. It is you that gives us wealth, Lord. Thank you for your many blessings, your many benefits, and your promises, God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
Praise the Lord. Thank Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. When the church is first born, he said that to the disciples, Tarry ye Jerusalem until ye be due with power from on high. Nowadays, he says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a man of something else, because he's got something in store for us. That's right. Amen. That's why we're here. Amen. Thank God. You know what the, Amen. People all say uh, nutrition does say the most important meal of the day is breakfast. We all enjoyed breakfast this morning. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I did too. Maybe God's going to, he's got something sort of, maybe it's a, a juicy steak tonight. Who knows? <laughs> but God always has something prepared. Amen. He's going to, Hey, whatever we, we eat from God, I'm, I'm talking about His Word. Yes. Yes. It's going to strengthen, it's going to sustain us. Amen. 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 So thank God. <laughs> thank God for His Word. Yes. Amen. I appreciate all the saints of God. Amen. Especially uh, the Lord. Amen. Amen. Where He's uh, brought us from and where He's taken us. Amen. And you can be sure yeah, He's faithful. Amen. He'll keep us. Amen. Amen. Thank God. All we got to do is. Uh, continue to trust and have faith in him. So I'm, I'm glad to be here tonight. I'm glad the Lord is here, and I'm glad you're here. Amen. Now's the time of service. With, you know, uh, it's your, uh, your opportunity to stand and give God the glory. Amen. And I know you know what uh, and I, I know you all. Amen. And me, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I guess I'm a quiet guy. We don't really talk that much. Amen. But thank God for his word. Amen. You speak his word. Yes. And I know some of you, you know, seem like, why is it? I want to ask you a question. Why is it uh, when you're at home or somewhere else? I know some of you are pretty animated, pretty talkative. Uh -huh. yes. Why is it when you come to church come on. ask for testimonies, everybody clams? Yes. <laughs> you think about that. I heard a story. I'm not going to tell it now, but maybe one of these times I'll tell about the uh, Elder Hancock told a story about even a, a cowboy that came into a church service. Nobody stood up for testimony, but it's a good story. Maybe I'll share it with you some other time, but right now, not right now. I'll give you the opportunity to stand up and give God the glory. So whoever wants to, amen, you're sure welcome. Amen. amen. Sister Melissa. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. I just want to thank the Lord for his presence. I want to thank the Lord for what his Holy Ghost can do. Amen. I came in here really burdened and full of sorrow and hurting and I'm just thankful that <clears throat> when we come to him and we really surrender to him that he can take all that and mm -hmm. uh, I lost a loved one today and you know what I'm, I told Rich I'm really sick of seeing my loved ones that I lost mm -hmm. and really put a, a burden on my heart because you know the devil's not playing around we need to we need to whip ourselves in shape and do mm -hmm. what we're called to do but I'm just thankful for the Holy Ghost <clears throat> because he always sees me through. It seems like whatever it is in my life, you know, any trial that I happen to run into, the Lord always gives me strength. He always gives me direction. I'm so thankful that I have him. Honored. I don't know what I'd do without him. So I just want to thank him for his Holy Ghost Amen. that he put in me. Amen. Amen. I just want to give him all the glory. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
I just got to stand up and thank God for his spirit. Uh, my mom was, for her, anybody that knows her knows to even mention to come to church is a pretty big thing. I know God is moving in her heart. You know, um, you guys all know Baby Courage by now. And, you know, he, he loves the Lord, whether he realizes that or not. Because, well... We'll say, I mean, he could he could be trying to throw his little fits and tantrums or whatever. And if we say, you want to go to church, man, he'll snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's up and ready and shuffling to get out that door because he really loves to praise God. Amen. He hears the, you know, the worship music. And even at home, he'll just stop and he'll throw his hands up and praise him. And, you know, people might think it's a, oh, it's just a kid doing whatever, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, because he, he can feel his presence too. And I know that the Lord's using him as a witness. Mm-hmm. You know, not only myself and my family, but that little, that little guy, his love for the Lord that he has already. I, I really believe there's going to be a day where she's going to be sitting in here. And God's going to move on her because she's, uh, I mean, she likes to act like she's tough and strong and whatever. But she's a very sensitive woman that has been through a lot in her life and those are the kind of people that God really moves on quickly so I know there's going to come a day and it's going to be soon where she's saved and boy I tell you what that'll be a soldier for God because that woman is she's very adamant about things that she holds dear to her heart and she's very uh, proactive for things that she believes in you know so I'm thankful that God has been doing that in her life she talks more and more about it and she listens more and more when I witness to her about certain things. So I'm grateful to be able to live this life and to, to present her with the truth and that she's actually receiving. Like Melissa said, you know, it's the devil ain't playing around. There's so many that, and I was just mentioning that, I don't remember who I said it to earlier, so many of our, our loved ones are going at very quick rates, you know, and a lot of them haven't even had a chance to come into contact with the truth, you know, and that's that's our job. Uh, but I'm thankful for that conviction, too, because that's something that I'm teaching our Sunday school kids, even gave them an assignment to go out and witness to one person and invite them. You know, that's all it takes is an invitation, and a person that needs that change in their life, they'll come. They'll come when they feel that love of God coming from even these children. I'm thankful for that because that's what saved me. I wouldn't be here without it. And it's our job to go out and spread it. You know what the Bible says? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For there's a power of salvation unto them that believe, you know, the Jew and the Greek. I'm just, you know, I'm thankful. Man, I just, to be saved. I think we take it for granted sometimes. Sit back on it and, and, oh, I'm okay, I'm good. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for everything that he does, his spirit, conviction, his love, his mercy. And I'm excited for those that are going to come because it's it's starting now. I believe it's starting. All those new souls, pretty soon we're going to have to fight to get a seat in here. (laughs) Otherwise, we're going to have to stand. (laughs) But I'm thankful. I'm so glad to be here. Glad to witness another dedication. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. For, their, for to give that little precious life back to the Lord. 
You know, I'm, I'm really grateful. But I just want to greet you all in Jesus' name and encourage you all continue fighting. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, 
started out, it was all good and whatnot, and then it got really weird where she kept following me, and I'm just looking at her like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here, because it's happened before with other loved ones, and right away, that spirit tried to intimidate me, and it was coming after me, trying to attack me, and I had enough of it, I was like, all right, you know what, let's do this then, so I went towards it, you know, and I just, as I was going towards it, it was coming towards me, and, I, and as I said, Jesus, you know, I had enough of it, I said, Jesus, and I woke up, you know, and what I get out of that is uh, the enemy's pushing hard, but don't be afraid. Push back. Amen. You know, we have his spirit for a reason to do that. We're not, we don't always have to be on the defensive side of it. We have his sword, his word to overcome the enemy. That's his sword for the offensive, you know. Take it to the enemy, you know. Things are happening with our families, our loved ones, whatever it may be physically that we see, you know. But it's not, nothing's too hard for the Lord, that's right. Amen. You know, like the little acronym, PUSH. Pray until something happens. Yeah. We need to push towards the enemy. Pray Amen. against the enemy. Amen. Pray for Amen. miracle signs, wonders, because yeah. God's Amen. the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. He, it's not him that's holding out. It's us. Yep. You know, like Hallelujah. Sister Melissa said, you know, uh, our loved ones, we got to get, get with it, you know. Amen. Our loved ones are passing away. The enemy's pushing. They're, he's attacking. However, however so, but we have an awesome God, an all-powerful God. Amen. He created the heavens and the earth, and he created, you know, Satan and his angels. But they, they rebelled and whatnot. 
So he can, he, he's going to destroy him in the end. Like Brother, Aaron, Brother Edward said, read the end of the book, we win. You know? We're already winners, so let's uh, not act like it. Let's be winners. Yeah. You know, in the Holy Ghost. So keep on going and pushing until something happens. Until a loved one comes in here. You know, filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the best miracle there is. And this whole place is going to get filled up. And I believe that. And it's exciting. I just want to encourage you to keep on pushing, keep on praying, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, getting in your word, because that's all we got and that's all we need to overcome the enemy. Amen. So keep on going. I love each and every <coughs> God bless you. Amen. some of you may know about um, my best friend since kindergarten was home and um, I don't remember if I told about this before but um, they were Jehovah's Witness and um, for years I tried to you know tell them about God and like Acts 238 and the the real way to be saved and, and uh, uh, what was it about three months ago something like that me and her got into a debate about the end time she just out of nowhere sent me this video about it I didn't really get to listen to it but like from the beginning and what I had heard so far it just was not right at all <laughs> so me and her got into a little debate and it was kind of kind of awkward when we talked about that stuff for a little bit and anyway I went over to their place this weekend and spent the night with her and uh, on the way there, from, her mom picked me up and gave me a ride. And we were talking about the fields flooding from all the rain or something like that. And anyhow, we got onto the topic of God. And she said, Oh, did Liz tell you we're not Jehovah's Witness anymore? <laughs> I was like, Oh, really? She's like, Yeah. Um, after that little debate you, you guys had, uh, we read into it more and we came to a lot of understanding. <laughs> And so she said, our eyes just kind of opened up. And, and they said, you were right. You were right. Everything you said was right. And, you know, they believe they believe everything, you know, that the microchip, the, that there's going to be rumors of war, spam, and everything, you know. And I just want to thank God for that because it may seem small, but for them it's a huge victory. Because they were just so, so far off from what we what they're supposed to believe in so just keep praying from the Holman family because that's one more step closer to being saved and to being brought into the church so just pray for them saints and greet you all in Jesus name Amen. Amen.
uh, lately I've been praying a lot about family and my list when I start naming people off I think I end up a whole hour just naming off names because I mean everybody in here, my church family their kids, their grandkids and I try to remember every individual name and I tell the Lord you know their needs you know what they need but please you know minister to these people to their souls in the backslider I have four kids in church that I'm very thankful for and I have four kids that are not in church and I want you to pray for my kids and I'll pray for your kids let's go to that war room I don't know if you guys seen that movie war room that old, the old lady had a closet in her house that she went to pray and she and then she called it her war room and that's what we do we go in like Sinoi said when his dreams we go in our battle sometimes in at night mm-hmm. in our dreams we're battling we're battling spiritually so that's what we got to do is we got to pray because that's where we're gaining victory we're gaining ground and we can just keep praying fishing things. I don't know if you've seen them fishing things. Uh, it really freaks me out. I'm scared of deep water. I'm scared of heights. I don't like to fly in planes and I don't like to get on a big boat out in the ocean. But that's what he's doing here. Out in the ocean. It takes them two days to get out to the spot where they're going to go fish. So that's a long way out in the ocean. Just, I want you to keep my son in prayer. Because I just know that He's close. He's real close to coming back. Because he's always mentioning something about God when we talk. It's not about God. It's about church family. So um, just keep him in prayer for me. Buff and uh, Shanoa and Zahai. <coughs> and um, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> keep him in prayer. And um, I'll keep yours in Amen. Just, just keep praying. Just keep moving forward. Link our arms together spiritually. Amen. You know, and move forward. Be that front line. Amen. In Jesus' name, I love you all. God bless you all. This afternoon I had a revelation. I received a card a while back that it talked about sing a new song that the Lord sing a song that the Lord put in your heart. So this afternoon there was a song that came into my heart and I just started singing it while listening to it.
song of victory. Yeah. 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 Overcoming song. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise right. God. But yeah, there's a lot to pray for, so keep in prayer. Uh, amen. And uh, this past week, uh, I had a, even a privilege to see uh, Brother David Sully baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, you know, we take things like that for granted. Uh -huh. Amen. Amen. Someone uh, uh, comes to the Lord like that. Amen. The Lord is rejoicing. The angels are rejoicing. <coughs> yes. Boy, we put in that water, man. Hallelujah. Boy, the Holy Ghost is, man. It's something awesome to see. And even uh, 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 Nora, to see her dedicated to the Lord. You know, we're, uh -huh. you know, we're doing the will of God. Amen. We're being His precepts, His commandments. When we do that, you know what? His blessings are upon us. Amen. We're doing it His way, yeah. which is the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So keep on, keep on, saints of God, Ooh, yeah. doing His will. Yes, sir. Amen. It's a good feeling. Amen. Amen. To do His will. Yeah. Knowing that He's with you. As long as you're, amen, walking by faith, amen, He's with you. Yeah. So be encouraged. Amen. And uh, thanks for all the testimonies. And, Amen. I appreciate you all. Amen. Amen. Turn Amen. Pastor Thank Harold. you, brother. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was that was wonderful. Amen. Praise the Lord. And especially that song. Amen. That revelation. That's good when you can receive a revelation. That's, if you read the book of Psalms, of course, we've been studying about the tabernacle of David, but everything in there... All those songs that were written by David and a lot of others that experienced certain things and even the Lord revealing certain things to them through a song. It's awesome when you can experience that, isn't it? And uh, praise God. And, and those, those are what we call nuggets of truth. That we can always go back and we can always rejoice. And Amen. He put a new song in my heart. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, of course, everything that's been happening, <coughs> of course, uh, what God is doing. Uh, I don't know if I showed that Wednesday night in Bible study, but baptizing David Sully, uh, it was something else. And uh, I'm just so thankful for what the Lord is doing uh, in his life. Uh, I noticed something uh, as we as we were uh, getting him ready, and, and uh, I was speaking to him a little bit, and of course, uh, David already knew from our prior conversation, he was basically ready for the step of faith that he was ready to take his obedience and uh, just talking to him. But I noticed something about him as he was getting ready from the first time we ever went into the hospital to pray for him and the way his, his uh, what is that, what, what, what was that he was afflicted with, this, uh, that form of, Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Scleroderma. Yeah. Uh, okay, but the, the, just the way his skin was, it looked like it looked like leather, and and his hands, and and uh, from the time that we prayed for him, and, and I've seen that. Of course, you know he had his his uh, shirt, his, his t-shirt, his. Uh, Pajama gun was open, and you could see that. Of course, I think they do that for a reason. But and and, and when he we were he was getting ready, I noticed that 
that's all clearing up. Amen. It's, it's Hallelujah. To Praise Amen. God. And, and I thought I thought to myself, thank you, Jesus. Yes. And uh, of course, his hands his hands are like this. But when we when we were praying for him, getting him ready, you know, I, and I and I know it was it's painful him for him to even touch and stuff. But I grabbed his hands. And I said, Lord, in Jesus' name, if you restore these hands back to the way they used to be, I believe it's possible. And so we prayed. But it was awesome. It was an awesome time of fellowship and, and especially baptizing him in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, it's wonderful when we when we speak about these things. Of course, uh, when when we we read in the Word how you know when when we actually are engage or we experience certain things pertaining to the Lord and His Word. It's awesome to, to be able to see the fulfillment of what is happening, the, the action behind the written Word of God. And and that's that's what the Apostle John said in, in 1 John chapter 1 in the Epistle of John. He said, <clears throat> that which from <coughs> was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. So these things we, we see happen, they're, they're taking place, they're being fulfilled, the word of life. And of course, this morning, little Nora, her dedication, her presentation, to the Lord this morning, Amen, is a witness of, of God and His goodness. So, you know, it, it's amazing to, to have that, to see it, to experience it, to be a part of it, because that is that is the living Word of God. To experience that, that is the living Word of God. So, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Huh? And I thank God for that. And um, uh, I was supposed to be down in Georgia this past week, but for a couple of reasons I wasn't able to make it. One of them being I I, 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 I was I came up with a, a, a sickness in my throat and coughing and all kinds of stuff. And then plus, you know, the other reason uh, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't make that trip alone. So uh, for that reason, uh, I didn't go. So I had to break the news to Brother Robert. He said, that's fine, I understand, Brother Harold. But for obvious reasons why I didn't go, so I'm, but I'm thankful uh, this week for Brother Aaron uh, handling Bible study. Uh, I was here that night, and, and, and of course this morning, Brother, Brother Edwards. What, what they have done, and, and uh, you know, ministry, what God has given us, the gift that he's given us, and the way that we use the gift he's given us, all of us are different. All of us are unique in our own way. And uh, I tell you what, uh, listening listening, and, and recording and, and noting everything down. Uh, by the way, uh, we, we do have some recordings back there. Uh, Brother Javier's, the week he was here, and of course uh, the Bible study, and then this morning's uh, service. And I, and I told Brother Dan this morning, I said afterwards, I said, Brother, that was rich. That was rich. 
And, and you know what? You know what I'm thankful for is that we have people. We have precious people. And, and, and I'll say something about these two gentlemen. Uh, they know what they're talking about. Amen. They know what they're talking about. And I suppose any person that has a walk with God knows what they're talking about. We know what we're talking about because we have experienced it. We have gone through it. We have lived it. Whether it might be victory, whether it might be trial, temptation, adversity, persecution, tribulation, whatever it may be, we have we have all experienced in one way or another, amen, life and what life has hurled at us. But thank God, like Paul said, who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank God that we can overcome. And, and I believe this wholeheartedly. I believe this. There is not a situation <coughs> that I believe if you, out of sincerity and out of the need for God to move for you, whosoever shall call upon yes. the name of yes. the Lord shall be saved. Amen. So when you come to that point where you begin to acknowledge him and to reach for him and to ask him to move for you, there's nothing wrong with talking to God. There's nothing wrong with trying to somehow secure his aid so that he can come and he can actually become your savior. How many of you know that we need a savior today? We need somebody to save us. There's so many things that are hurled at us every day. We need a savior. We need somebody to come along and to help us. As the scripture says, he comes <clears throat> and he suckers us. In other words, you know what that means? He comes to our aid and he lifts us up and he helps us along our way. My, I tell you what. Hallelujah. It's good to know a God like that. Amen. Here's the other thing. It's good to know that God is not dead. He's alive. He's a real God. He's the true God and eternal life. My, my, my. So I'm just, as always, I'm always overwhelmed and praise the Lord. I'm just always at all. I don't know if any of you uh, remember uh, Sister Tammy Davis who from Dunsey, North Dakota. She spent a little, uh, was it a day or so last time? Came to visit us for a while, last about a few months back, half a year back. Uh, they they were returning on the way back from uh, uh, Georgia from Brother Robert's camp meeting. They stopped in and uh, they timed it just right. They were able to have dinner with us and some uh, her husband and another friend of hers, but uh, a good time of breaking bread and fellowship with them. Then they went on their way, but we had really good fellowship. I mean, uh, we had church at dinner. We had the word of God at dinner. Somebody wanted to know something in the word, so a question came, and, and, and you know what? I was able to, you know, somehow hopefully give them, because it's good to know that people want to know. 
People are hungry. Amen. People are thirsty for the things of God. People want God. How many of you want the Lord in your life? Amen. People want to, to know the things of God. People want to know Him personally. To have that relationship with Him. And, I, and, I, and that's, that's really important. And if you don't know Him, you don't know Him. You need to know Him. You can come to His feet. And you can know Him. And you will definitely experience the love that He has for you. Hallelujah. That is something. That is something. Before I get on in the Word, uh, I just want to remind everybody, tomorrow evening, 7 o'clock, there will be a meeting in the fellowship room concerning uh, the multifamily rum and sale and top of sale that you know we're wanting to discuss and talk about and everything. So if everybody that is able to come tomorrow at 7 o'clock in the multifamily room, I mean the multi-family, the multi, the fellowship room, the multi, the fellowship room, multi-family room. I'm getting things. Same difference. Praise God. Getting close to my sixty, my sixty-second birthday, so I guess those, that's kind of moving along there. But tomorrow, and then remember, uh, this coming weekend is the Lakota family retreat. If you do plan on going, please let me know. And I shared the rates this morning. And if you want to know the rates, I'll share them with you again. Just let me know. And, and uh, we just want to do what we can to help and further the gospel. I think that's really important. That's really important. So I, 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 uh, I want to <clears throat> encourage you, you know, encourage you that if you feel like you want to go, just let me know. Uh, Brother Robert Longstraw will probably... Be stopping in in a, in a couple weeks uh, on the way up to North Dakota so we will probably be having maybe one or two nights of service with Brother Robert Longshore so be advised of that so we have things that are happening and which is good we need to keep ourselves about our father's business Hallelujah. that's wonderful isn't it Hallelujah. so uh, if you would stand with me tonight in honor of his word. I have, I've been, I have been meditating and I have been feeling certain things in my heart and in the spirit. And, uh, I just feel like, praise God, we need to do what we can in the day that we're living. First Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter 6. And verse 11. I'm using part of that text. So I'll just read the whole, I'll read the whole Verse, but verse 11 will read all the way to verse 13. And, and listen carefully. I, I believe this with all my heart. There's something through the word that God has for each and every one of you. 
there's something. You might say to yourself, it's not all for me. Well, I believe if it's not all for you, there might be a small part of it that may be for you. But in verse number 11, it says, But thou, O man of God, and just let me interject another, But thou, O woman of God, flee these things, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. You notice how he said the good fight? He didn't say the bad fight. He said fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on it. Whereunto thou art also called. <clears throat> and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things and before Christ Jesus, now look what he says, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good profession. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to speak to you tonight about your profession. I want to speak to you about your profession. Everybody in this place has a profession. Let's pray. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to be in this place. Thank you that we have the liberty to come and worship you, Father in spirit and in truth. We can come and pray. We can come and lift up our hands. We can praise you. We can give you glory and honor. We can come to hear your word. God, we can come and apply ourselves. Amen to what we feel in this place. So I pray tonight, Lord, that you would bless you. Amen, Lord. Bless us in your presence. <coughs> bless us in this place tonight, Lord. Quicken us, O oh God, and let your word strengthen us and equip us and help us to be the people, God, that you have called us to be. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <coughs> I'm going to have to yell quietly tonight. Amen. At least I have a voice today. Hallelujah. But this scripture verse, I've been thinking about for whatever reason. Lord has just, I guess, just put it in front of me and and has drawn my attention to it for more reasons than one. 
But I think this is really important to us because I don't know about you, but if you look if you look around and you look and see what's happening in our world, look what's happening in the world around us in our community, uh, in in our in this in this town, this this little city, in our even in our own environments, in our homes. And in this state, in this nation, all over the world, a lot of crazy things happening. A lot of crazy things taking place. We heard some testimony this afternoon about what's been happening, you know, with a lot of different uh, people up in North Dakota, and and even just hearing about, you know, what what is going on up there. Uh, let me tell you something. The devil doesn't discriminate. All the all the <coughs> problems, all the social disparities, everything that all mankind is is experiencing right now, everything that everybody is confronted with every day. And you know what? To me, the Bible is true because it talks about the evil day. It seems like every day in this world is an evil day. Because of what we see happening. Because of all the, the destruction and all the, uh, the, the breakdown of, of families and homes and relationships and a lot of things, you know, uh, going on. And it just, it just seems like uh, when we get to the point where we, where we finally get past one thing and we finally have overcome and we feel like, uh, oh, I'm doing okay right now. All of a sudden, here it comes all over again. And it seems like, uh, amen, we go through the whole the whole thing all over again. But this time, this time when we go through it, there's, there's more intensity to what it is that we are experiencing. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It just seems like there's a never-ending wave of adversity and spiritual warfare going on and, and we look at that and we think to ourselves you know you know how am I going to do this let me tell you something the answer is this I'm glad there's no there's no limited resource of the Holy Ghost right. You and I have a resource that we can go on and on and on. I think that's the reason why the Lord gave us the Holy Ghost. So we can overcome every time we are faced with the situation. Every time we're faced with the trial. Every time we go through something, He gives us a means where we can overcome. So, thinking about this and Yes, I know there's problems. People don't like to hear that word, problems. Problems over here and problems over there. Temptation over here. Temptation over there. Are you listening? Amen. Trials over here. Trials over there. It's all over the place. But thank God we have the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's the answer to it. Even though we are confronted with these things, greater is he that yes. is in you than he that is in the world. Right. Let me tell you something. Being filled with the Spirit of God does make a difference Amen. in your life. Yeah. It does make a difference in your life. You can't overcome. In a world that is so filled 
have the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Woo. So you think about that. I've just been stirred in, in, in my mind because, and in my spirit because here we are. One of the greatest things mankind could ever experience. One of the greatest things mankind could ever see and even feel. Amen. It's, it's, it's a shame that people can come in here and feel the Holy Ghost. It's evident the Holy Ghost is in this place. We come in here and we feel something we've never felt before. You know what I'm talking about. The first time you ever walked into a, a spirit-filled service, you knew right, right, right then at that particular time, there's something different about this church setting. You know what the difference was? It was the spirit of the living God moving upon you. And, and that's what we have in this place. It's what we have in our fellowship. It's what we have in us. So our experience is definitely a supernatural experience and a phenomenal experience. So when we feel God the way we feel God. Woo! I, I'm just still at awe. I, I got to see Deborah this morning. And I'm talking about uh, Grandma Deborah, Deborah Rubidoux, or uh, is that her last name? Plenty Horse. And I always remember what she said. She felt somebody touch the top of her head, just sitting there, and all of a sudden her eyes were open. <laughs> Praise God. She was blind. Amen. And all she, all she felt was somebody touch her head. That was a touch of God, I believe. Amen. The Lord singled it out, touched her. He knew what Amen. he was doing. He still knows what he's doing. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so we have those kinds of things to give us assurance. <clears throat> That's why I keep coming back to his house. Yes. Back in my in my worldly days, back in my my sinning days, I had this one particular hangout that, praise God, my parents would get mad and they would tell me, oh, go back to your second home. And what they were talking about, we all know what Brother Aaron knows what they were talking about, it was the Tally Ho Tavern. <coughs> they referred it to as our second home because after the work week was over, you could find me in that in that tavern from Friday up until Sunday evening. And the only time I went home was to go home and sleep and then go to work. But, but that was my second home. And you know what? I just love the atmosphere. And, and, and I'm speaking as a, uh, when I was in sin because of all the sin that was there, the, all, all the so-called good times uh -huh. kept me there. But let me tell you something. I have a better hangout now. Yeah. Praise God. I, I can come in here and get drunk on new wine. Yeah. Guess what? I won't experience a hangover. Are you listening to me? I have a better place I can come and I experience the, the presence of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's what draws me back to this humble little amen place on West 24th Cherry Street. Woo. 
It's amazing. So he says, he says this. He says, follow after righteousness. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on it. Whereunto thou art called. We're called to eternal life. That is our calling. That is where we are headed. We're, we're going that direction as long as we stay in the will of God. But then he says, <coughs> he said, and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. So we have professed a good profession before many witnesses. And he said, I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. So, so here we see almost the same, almost the same statement made by Paul concerning, amen, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who before Pontius Pilate, amen, witnessed a good confession. Well, you can take that in the Greek and you can take a look at it. And the word is synonymous of what he's talking about in the, in the prior verse. It's the same word that they use for profession. And profession is this. Profession means it's to acknowledge. To acknowledge or to confess. Hallelujah. How many of you right now are acknowledging the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. You know why I say that? He's in this place right now. Yes. Praise God. I know we can all see one another sitting in here, but let me tell you something. The Spirit of Jesus Christ is in this place right now as I speak. Praise God. How many of you are acknowledging the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. So it says to acknowledge or confess. To assent to. To assent to. Okay? And when it says to assent to, you know what it means? It means this. If we're going to assent to him, if we're going to acknowledge him, and, and, and we're going to uh, praise God. We're going to confess Him. And because of that uh, acknowledgement and, and confession, we're going to, that's going to lead us. It's going to take us right up to where He is. Uh -huh. We're going to assent to Him. Yes. How do we do that? How do we do that? When we assent, send up to Him, guess what happens? Something's going to happen between us and Him. Guess what? God wants to know you. And He wants you to know Him. Amen. He doesn't want us to be ignorant of who He is. You know one reason why? We're His creation. 
He is the one that made us. He is the one that has formed us. He is the one that made us who we are. He is our creator. He is our maker. So we should come to a place of understanding that we need to know who our maker is. I don't think God doesn't want one soul not knowing him. Amen. Huh? Yes. I don't think God doesn't want one soul not knowing him. That's the whole reason why he died on Calvary. That's right. He died so that there could be a way for mankind to come up to him and to know who he is. He died. What was standing in our way? Amen. What was standing in our way? Amen. Keeping us from knowing God. You know what it was? It was sin. Yes. When sin came into the Garden of Eden, sin basically defiled all mankind after that. So sin was the very thing that separated us. So what did he do on our part? The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He, he died for us. He loved us. Amen. Before we even loved him. Praise God. So you know what he did? He closed that gap between you and I so that between you and I and him so that we can come to know him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. I was sharing with David last week. Of course, he, he's an intelligent man. He understood and I ask him, a lot of people say they believe in God. Well, the Bible says the devils believe and they tremble. Yeah. Uh -huh. The devils believe that there's one God, they tremble. Yes, they do. Come on. So just belief alone doesn't cut it. Amen. I said, we can believe in God. How many of you believe, actually believe that Jesus did come into the world to save Amen. sinners? How many of you believe that? How many of you have heard that, that the story of the account of the life of Jesus and the crucifixion of Jesus. Let me tell you something. That wasn't a fairy tale. That actually happened. Amen. It's history. Praise God. It's written in the word of God. But let me tell you something. He did that for every person that was ever born into this world. He did it for all mankind. So if we believe that. And, I, and I, told, I told David, do you believe in God? He says, yes, I do. I said, okay. I said, I want you to take it one step further. If you believe in God, I want you to obey him. Amen. Woo. Because that's what belief is. Yes. To obey God. I shared this with you a while back. <clears throat> There was a time, and too bad it's not really like that. There was a time when people wanted to be, wanted to be connected to Christianity just because of, you know, uh, some of the perks that it offered and, and all this. And, and, you know, there, there's been different kinds of movement in the Christian, in the Christian world. And some people wanted to uh, basically profess that they were Christians. But amen, their profession wasn't really a, a true profession. Mm -hmm. They just wanted to be connected to it. 
Amen. In a sense that, uh, praise God, it wasn't anything that, uh, a relationship that was really spawned between them and God. It was just a result of them just wanting to do it because at that particular time, there was, amen, it was proper to, to say that you're a Christian. Amen. And, 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 and let me tell you something. Relationship uh, with, with, with God and his creation is not built upon romanticism. It's not just the love of the idea of it. Amen. Amen. Because that's what romanticism is. If you love something, you love the idea of it. That's all you like. It's just the idea of it. You don't want to go any further. You know what the problem is with a lot of us? Oh, the best believers today, they have that kind of relationship. They just love the idea of being a Christian. They don't want to really go down that road and even do what God wants them to do. Amen. To, to really know what it is to love. And obey him. Just hold on. Hallelujah. I'm stirred. I'm stirred. I'm saying that because this is this is all this is for the glory of God. Yes. All this is for his glory. Amen. There's several reasons why this shouldn't this shouldn't work. Or there's several reasons why this is really not the way it should be happening. You know why? Because uh, I'm not a Jew. I'm not a, 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 a physical or a biological Jew. I am Native American. I'm a, a Sichangu Lakota. I, my my home is out there in on the Rosebud Reservation. That was that's where I was born and raised. So I had ne never had any connection with God whatsoever. But Amen. God through His wisdom, Amen, uh, just moved in my life and intervened in my life and came and revealed Himself to me. Amen. So thereby, guess what? When that happened, uh, I, I see who He really is and, and was and is and I, and I, I see who, who he was as far as him coming into the world to, to save me Amen. personally Amen. and all of us can attest to that he came into the world to save us personally Amen. you might say to yourself what does Jesus have to do with me he has everything to do for you, with you because he amen he loved you this much to give his life for you So I shouldn't be standing up here because I'm not a biological Jew. And I shouldn't be talking about Jehovah. Come on. Yahweh. Come huh? on. Yeshua Hamashiach. Huh? I shouldn't be mentioning those words. Those words are not in my Lakota vocabulary. We would say Wakantanka or Tunkashila. But here I am talking about Yeshua. Amen. Yeshua Hamashiach. Jesus the Christ. Why? He came into my life. He came into my life. He saved me and set me free. So here I am. Amen. This is a miracle that God has used me. So that people can hear yes. about him. Amen. Hallelujah. It's an <coughs> acknowledgement. Woo. It's a it's an acknowledgement. When you think about it, let me ask you a question. How many of you really know what you believe?
How many of you really understand the first principles huh, of the doctrines of Christ? How many of you really understand? I was asked today about what it means to be Pentecostal. Huh? And, and, and because that word was thrown around, they heard it, what's Pentecostal? Or what's Pentecostalism? <clears throat> Guess what? I have to explain it to them, what Pentecostalism was, what it is today, and why we refer to ourselves as Pentecostals. Let me tell you something. A lot of people don't know who they are. A lot of people don't know who Jesus is. A lot of people don't know about a lot about the church. That's why I say we, we need to understand who we are. Are you listening to me? Let me let me make a, at the first point, and let me make this very clear to you. You're not the person you used to be before Jesus saved you. You're a different person. You're a child of God. You've been filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. You are a child of God. Why do you believe the way you believe? Woo. Why do you believe the way you believe? How many of you could effectively, effectively answer somebody as, a, as the Apostle Peter said that we are to give somebody an answer of the reason and the hope that's in us? How many of you could, when somebody asks you about Christianity, what it's all about, don't just say, well, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. That doesn't really say anything. Praise God. You can't read a lot into that. But if you can tell them really what a Christian really is. Let me tell you something. A person asked me one time, sitting in that room in there, amen, about Christianity. I said, you know what that means? He said, well, it's a person that believes in Jesus. I said, well, that's part, that's part of the truth. It's not the whole truth. He said, well, what's the other part? I said, being filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Even having the anointing of the Holy Ghost yeah. in you. I said, that's what a Christian is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he just sat there and looked at me like, I didn't know that. Well, that's the truth. We are Christians. We are Christians. Why do they refer to us as Christians? Because you know what? In the, in the book of Acts, you see that? That when they finally uh, put that term upon people, it was obviously because they seen the move of the Holy Ghost in their life. They seen the signs and wonders. They seen the evidence that they were spirit-filled. So you know what they said? Hey, they're Christians because that's what that word means. Christos are the anointed ones. Yes. They're anointed. How can you tell? Because of the way they're living. Are you listening to me? The way they walk, the way they conduct themselves. You know that they're people of God. Uh -huh. Turn with me in your Bibles. <coughs> I'll try not to get too excited tonight. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Luke chapter 1, excuse me. Well, maybe I better turn this off. Shut this off. Luke chapter 1. And this is what it says in Luke chapter 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look what he says. Look what he says here. He says in Luke chapter 1 and verse number 1, 
It says, for, much, for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. In other words, there are people who have expounded, who have testified about what it is we believe. Amen. That's kind of what he's saying. That's a, a, paraphrase, a paraphrasing of, of this particular scripture verse. Even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus. Why? Why did he take this upon himself? He said, for this reason, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. So that you can know the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. So that you can know every facet, every aspect, every doctrine, every teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. That there'll be no amen, that there'll be no, praise God, uh, uh, guesswork or misunderstanding. Are you listening to me? Or uncertainty concerning the word of God. That we can know the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. That's the reason why he said this. Praise God that we can come to a place where we can have full understanding of why we believe the way we believe. And amen. If you, if you think about it. I was, I was thinking about what the Bible says. And, and we quote that scripture so many times. And, and uh, we think about this. And the only way we can know. The only way we can understand. Is if we apply ourselves to learning. If we apply ourselves to knowing. Huh? If we search. If we seek. If we ask, if we pursue, is everybody listening to me? If we have it in our heart to want to draw closer to God. How many of you want to draw closer to God? How many of you want to draw nigh unto Him? The Bible says if you want to draw, if God, if you want God to draw nigh unto you, you need to draw nigh unto Him. It's a reciprocal action. Amen. On both parts. If you want to get a, have a close walk with God, then you have to walk up closely to Him. And in order to do this, you have to have a heart that is full of desire. And I think about this. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse number 15. 
Study to show thyself approved unto God. Study. 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 Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. So we see here. Amen. We have an admonition by the Apostle Paul. <coughs> telling Timothy. You need to study. Huh? You need to study. You need to seek God. If you're going to seek God, you're going to study. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth in others. There's certain ways that the word of God can, amen, be taught. And there's certain, amen, things about the word of God. Understanding that can be given to you so that you can know, amen, what the word of God is saying. Are you listening to me? But here's the thing about it. When the Apostle Paul told us to Timothy, they didn't have the New Testament. They didn't have the New Testament. All they had was the Old Testament. That's the only Bible they had in that day. So in order for them to study, guess what they had to do? They had to open up the Torah. They had to open up the Torah and study the Old Testament Scripture. Can you imagine that? And guess what? I've heard this over the years. I've heard many young converts and people in the church say, I just can't get the Old... I just can't understand the, the Old Testament. Some of those passages are hard to read. Let me tell you something. In the early church, that was their only Bible. All you young children, see if you remember this. How many books in the Old Testament? 39 books. How many books in the New Testament? 27 books. Huh? 39 books in the Old Testament. And you don't think it's hard. I mean, you don't think it's easy. <coughs> Huh? I'm amazed because the, the Apostle Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost, preached to all those Jews there in Jerusalem. Guess what? He didn't pull out the book of Acts. <laughs> he didn't pull out the Gospel of John or the Gospel of Mark or the Gospel of Luke. You know what he pulled out? He pulled out the book of Joel. And he preached the Pentecostal message. Amen. So obviously, he knew what he was talking about because he quoted scripture to them. Amen. Let me tell you something. So if the Holy Ghost could lead the Apostle Peter to understand what it said in the book of Joel and preach the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, don't you think the Holy Ghost could lead us in the Old Testament that we can receive doctrine and revelation? Amen. Here, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Who, who wrote the Bible? Who's the author of the Bible? The Holy Ghost. How many of you agree with that? Yes. <laughs> Do you believe that? Do you believe that's correct? Yes. The Holy Ghost is the author of the Bible. Okay, this is not hard to understand. 
How many of you have ever, any of you ladies in here, of course, I don't know if they do it anymore because of technology, but how many of you ladies in here have ever took dictation? Anybody ever take dictation? Anybody know what dictation is? Oh, there we go, my wife back there. Okay. Does anybody know what dictation is? You write down what's spoken. Dictation is, your, your boss would say, in, in, in the case of my wife, her boss said, Betty, come in here. I want you to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dictate to you this memo or this letter. I'm going to tell you what to say. All you have to do is write it down. That's what dictation is, isn't it? And so, what did she do? When she went in there and sat there, he told her what to write. So she wrote it down. And then when she got done writing it down, she signed that it was even him who wrote the letter. But what's that little, what's that little, that little thing they put there? And it's because it's dictated, but the, the, there's a little symbol there that knows that, hey, this letter was dictated. But it was, it was, it was spoken by this guy, or, or basically this guy put this letter, this memo out, but this is the person that wrote it. Guess what? That's how the Bible was written. Amen. Huh? God, God spoke to holy men. Is that what it says? Yes. The Bible says in in first or second Timothy chapter one, it says, we in verse number 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place, unto the day, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Now look what he says. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. In other words, this did not come by the will of man. This did not come from the intellect of man. Are you listening to me? This was not dictated by man. It was dictated by God. Amen. These are God's thoughts. Amen. So he said, he said, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. In other words, the, the, the Spirit of God came upon them and moved upon them and, and amen, gave them what they were supposed to write. So thus, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want everybody to pay attention. The, the Bible is inspired by the Spirit of God, isn't it? Huh? The Bible is inspired by the Spirit of God. So it is a spiritual, it is a spiritual book. Huh? But it was, of course, written by men. A spiritual book written by men. You know what Jesus said? He said, he's talking about the spirit and the words. He said, the flesh profiteth nothing, but these words are spirit and the spirit is life. In other words, the Bible, let me tell you something, there's life in the Bible. You know why? Because those words are spirit. Okay? So, so that's why sometimes when, when, when mankind looks into the Bible, guess what? It's hard for them to understand the Bible. You know why? Because they are natural. 
the natural man. It's talking about the carnal man, the intellectual man, the man, a man that does not have the spirit of God. And so they get into the scripture and here they do. They try to read the Bible and they can't read it. Let me tell you something. If you're trying to discern the Bible with your carnal mind, it is literally impossible. Huh? But guess what? If your heart just kind of is trying to reach out to him and make that connection with him. And in your spirit you say, God, I want to know you. Guess what's going to happen? God's going to quicken you. Huh? I remember back in my high school days, of course, we, we came out of a denominational church. My uncle was a minister in a denominational church. I don't know if any of you remember that, name, that, that movie back then. Uh, it was called Ex The Exorcist. Any of you ever see that movie, The Exorcist? You know, it's, don't, don't even see it. Don't see it. But that movie came out. Man, I tell you what, we watched that movie. That was a big mistake. Here we were and got so overwhelmed by it. I Guess what? My cousin and I said, let's read the Bible. Let's read the Bible. And guess what? Here's, here's the most, uh, if, I, if I'm going to say it, foolish thing or the most stupidest if there's that word, but we were stupid. Let's read the Bible. Okay. So we found the Bible. We opened it up. You know what my cousin said? Let's go to the book of Revelation. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we, we opened the Bible. We tried to read Revelation. Didn't make sense to us. He said, what in the world? Can't understand this. Guess what we did? We closed the book. We put it back. That is a complicated book. You know what? The, for, for one reason, the book of Revelation is not for somebody that's just now looking into the Word of God. Yeah. Huh? But here's the other problem. Here's the other problem with, with, with our attempt to get into the Bible. We were trying to look at it intellectually and carnally. We couldn't do it. it couldn't, we couldn't make sense. Why? Because we needed the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. Yes. Amen. <coughs> oh, this is amazing. I don't think I have that much time, though. We only have a few hours. Thank <coughs> you. But here comes, you know, even back in the Old Testament, guess what? Even the Jews had a hard time. And, and here's the thing. They would, they would read the law. They would see it. They would, they would read it. It was taken from the tables of stones. And pretty soon they began to record it on, on, on uh, scrolls, on papyrus. And, and they record you know, the laws, uh, all the Old Testament books on papyrus. And that's how they read the word. But that, that was the closest they could get to it. They could just look upon it. They could just read it. So their experience with it was an outward experience. They could just look at it and read it. Amen. And, 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 uh, most of the time, guess what? All that penetrated was their mind. And, and, and if they really loved God, some of the time it penetrated their heart. But that's the best that it did for them. But amen. So that's why it was really hard for them to, to live up to, amen, the word that was given to them back then. 
But here comes, here comes the Lord. He says, okay. Here comes the day of Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there came a sound as of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled all the room that they were sitting. And cloven tongues of fire sat upon each of them, and they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. There was a supernatural phenomena of being filled with the Spirit of God. Every one of those 120 believers were filled with the Spirit of God. Guess what? I want you to read this. I want you to study this. Before the, the day of Pentecost happened, guess what? You read all the disciples, the apostle Peter, all the disciples had a hard time understanding the, the scripture. You know why? Amen. They were trying to discern it through their intellect, through their, through their carnality. They couldn't do it. The Bible says even Jesus had to help them out a little bit, give them a little bit of understanding. But guess what happened? After the day of Pentecost, when they received the Holy Ghost, Amen. something happened to them. Amen. It wasn't just being filled with the Holy Ghost, but you know what he did? He wrote his laws in their hearts and in their minds. So as a result, guess what? They began to, to understand the word of God. They understood what the Lord was actually saying. Amen. It still has to do with profession. It still has to do with confession. So here we see, here we see this, we see this happen and go with me to Colossians chapter, <coughs> excuse me, well first of all, go with me to Jude chapter 3 and look what it says here, Jude 3, did I say chapter, threw you off didn't I? Jude 3. I was looking at Colossians chapter 3. That's me. Praise God. But look what it says. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. Of the common salvation. When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. That you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once Delivered unto the saints. I want you to realize the importance. I want you to realize really the need for us to be able to be able to be witnesses, true witnesses of his grace Amen. and of the gospel. I want you to understand what the Apostle Jude was saying of the common salvation. 
And I'm not saying this to try to, to belittle anybody else that doesn't believe like we do. But you know what? If we want to acknowledge the scripture and what the scripture says, the Bible says there's only one body. There's only one body and there's only one spirit. Even as you're called in one hope of your calling. Let me tell you something. There's only one way to be saved. Yes. There's only, amen, one body. There's only one spirit. Amen. He said, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. So as far as Paul was saying, there's only one body, there's only one church. There's not many churches, there's only one church. So when it comes to this, as far as Amen, Jude saying that we need to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Let me tell you something. I believe we're living in a time when we are have to, we are going to be defending. The faith that we believe. You think about it. You think about it. If there is only one, there's only one door. I like what Brother Javier, we discussed this one time, he said, Brother Harold, there's only one door to the sheepfold. There's only one door. So if you want to come into that sheepfold, you have to enter through the door. Jesus said he was the door. He was the way to come into the sheepfold. Amen. And that's the way we need to enter in. Let me tell you something, but that's what we need to, we, that's what we need to earnestly, amen, contend that there is only one body, there's only one Lord, there's only one faith. Are you listening to me? Yes. There's only one spirit, there's only one baptism. Yes. You never realize this. I was watching these debates. Oh, man. It's kind of, in a sense, it's, it's, if I want to use the word, scary. And not in a sense where I'm back in the corner shivering. But you know the day we're living in? Right now, elections coming up in this country. 2020 elections are coming up. Uh, if any of you ever get a chance, you get on, to, you get on and you see all the controversial issues that this country are right now is being faced with. Let me tell you something. Some of them are going to blow your mind. Here's the sad thing. I could go down the list. The controversy. Of course, this is coming up. The, the separation of church and state. Huh? The government's, uh, the government, you know, the, the interpretation that the government can basically force us to, you know, there's certain things we won't be able to, to even say or even our actions. The government will try to force us to, to, to live a certain way. We can't do that. Why? Because that's scripture. 
It's scripture. Are you listening to me? So that's an important issue. The, the, the other issue is this. The other issue is, uh, of course, uh, the law pertaining to the LGBT, all this that's going on and, and all that and, and, and other things as far as uh, 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 same-sex marriage. That is an issue that is going on right now. And even as far as the government having control to even dictate what the, amen, what, what parents have to do as far as their children is concerned. Amen. That's not left up to the government. That's left up to the, to the parents. And here's, here's the sad thing. You, you sit there and you listen to the reason, the reasoning behind all these issues. And when you listen to it, it's just because one person had this really great idea. This idea is not really based upon reality. Huh? It's not even based upon uh, uh, certain things that, as far as being, being uh, uh, tried and tested out there uh, amongst the population, even even uh, for a period of, of 20 years or so. These are things that have just popped up. And instead of them trying to, to find out if this is a legitimate thing, if this is a legitimate theory or a legitimate uh, uh, statement they're making, you know what they're saying? Oh, that sounds like a good idea. We ought to do that. Why? Because it just sounds good. Woo. And I hear, I hear these debaters saying, can you explain it to me? If you really think this is something that is going to benefit uh, our country and, and, and the people in our country, can you explain this to me? Could you give me more detail? Guess what? Well, they can't give you any specifics. They can't give you any details. All they can say is, this is a good idea. Let me tell you something. Of course, Christianity is not just an idea. It's a fact. Amen. It's a truth. Yeah. Huh? And this didn't come from the mind of man. Yeah, that's right. It came from the mind of God. Yeah. It has far more weight to it than anything in this world. So that's why it's important for you and I to be able to come to an understanding of what we believe. We can't be like a lot of people when asked, can you can you give me some validation of what you believe in? And all they can do is, ah, 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 ah. let me tell you something. We can't be like that. We That's have right. to know what we are talking Amen. about. We have to know what we believe. Yes. I, was, uh, I don't know if any of you ever read this book. I read this years ago. Uh, there was a book that was uh, published in... in uh, it was called um, Prayer to Be or Not to Be. Anybody ever read that? Maybe you read that by uh, Tim LaHaye. They did a, they, they did, he, he did a, a study on, and this was a, a longevity study. This study, uh, he, he began uh, since, the, since the year they took prayer out of school. 
And he ended his study, I think it was 1992. I was, it was like 30 years after uh, the prayer was taken out of school. He did a longevity study. He compared it to everything that happened in this country after they took prayer out of the school. Guess what? The United States used to be a leader in economics and education and all these things before they took prayer out of school. Guess what? After they took prayer out of school, guess what? They studied. And pretty soon it came to be where they were rated ninth and 10th among other nations in the world as far as economics and education and all these things. But they were first in, in crime and first in all these other things that began to pop up. All because they took prayer out of school. All because they said, we don't need that. And then a man by the name of, uh, I think his first name was John, John Eidsmo, wrote a book on the Constitution. It's an interesting book if you ever can get your hands on it. I don't know if, it, if they sell it or if you can find it, but it's called Christianity and the Constitution. And, and a lot of people don't realize this. The Constitution of this country is based upon the Word of God. And as long as our nation, as long as our leaders were adhering to the Constitution, guess what? Our, our government was, was actually, uh, amen, the, the talk of a lot of, uh, from other countries and, and, and nations that had, uh, uh, their, 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 their nation was ruled by monarchy or communism or socialism. And they would look at the United States and said, wow, that nation is an exalted nation. Why? Because of our Constitution. Why? We believed in God. We believed in the equality of man. We believe that we can live together in peace as long as we hear to, adhere to the God amen that, that amen that allowed all this to happen. But here's something. Never realize this. He says he says uh, in colonial times and, and this was probably just shortly after the signing of the Declaration of Independence. In colonial times, there was no illiteracy amongst children in those days. Anybody know what that is? There was no illiteracy. They knew how to read. They knew how to write. They were teaching in just the simple principles of, what was it, what was it they say, the three R's? Read, writing, and arithmetic. So they, so they had, amen, no, no uh, illiteracy problems amongst the children back in those days. And these were, these were uh, uh, census that were taken from the colonies that were up there in New England. What does that tell you? And here's the thing, here's the thing. The, the reason why there was no illiteracy amongst those children was this. They were taught, not at public schools, they were taught at home. Amen. Come on, yeah. They were taught at home. <clears throat> These parents took upon themselves to teach their children at home. So they would teach them at home. Guess what their textbooks was? Bible. Their textbooks was their textbook was the Bible. 
And they taught their children to read the entire Bible and study the entire Bible. Even arithmetic, science, and all this was contained in the Bible. There was no ill illiteracy amongst those families. Amen. What does that tell me? Praise God that we can come to the same results if we get busy teaching our children the Word of God. Hallelujah. Somebody was talking about the peak conference. You go to the peak conference and they have the, the the Bible quiz, and you get a lot of these young young kids up there. I was just I was just blown away by some of these little kids getting up there and they give them a chapter, a whole chapter to quote, and sometimes two chapters. And there they go, they take off, and man, they wouldn't miss one word. They wouldn't miss one comma. They would just go through and they would quote it just like it was none of their business. There they were. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If those little children can do that, what about some of us adults? Amen. And Woo! the only reason why we can't do it is because we're not reading. That's right. Are you listening to me? We don't have a desire to read. Woo! We would rather read something else. Wow. We would rather look at something else. Let me tell you. You know how we're educating our children? Amen. Facebook. Amen. Amen. iPads. And all these little contraptions. That's how we're educating our children. You know why our children? the worldly minded is because they're looking at the world. The world is teaching our children. That's right. And we go, we go, why? Why? Why is he having this problem? Why is she having this problem? What they looking at? Yeah. What they looking at? I used to tell my kids, they were fighting with the temptation to, you know, go to do certain things and things that I knew if they did, it would distract them. <clears throat> you know, let me tell you something. Some things aren't sinful. Huh? Amen. Some things aren't sinful, but let me tell you something. Some things will distract. Yes. Some things will lure you away. And, you know, I'm not a dictator. I'm not trying to tell you to get rid of your cell phones and get rid of your iPads and all your little computers and all those little gadgets you got at your home. Get rid of them. I'm not telling you that. But let me tell you something. If you're the parent, you're going to have to stand between before God. And he's going to say, how come, how come you didn't teach him the word of God? How come you didn't teach them the word of God? How many hours did they spend on their iPad? How many hours did they spend on the phone when you could have talked to them the word of God? When you could have talked to them Deuteronomy 6.4? When you could have talked to them the, the whole scripture? When you could have done that? You, yes. could have, you could have taken all that time they were sitting in front of that flat screen, uh, amen, playing games and doing all. You could have been in the word of God with yeah. them. You could have been teaching them truth. That's Are you right. listening to me? Yeah. You could have been teaching them about God. Yeah. Here. That's Preach right. Woo. Amen. Preach to us, Pastor. And we wonder why. And I would tell my children, this was my reasoning. I said, if you could spend three hours on your knees mm -hmm. praying, like you spend three hours in front of that gadget, mm -hmm. then you can you can do that. Isn't that reasonable? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't yes. that justifiable? Yes. 
If you can spend three hours on that game, then you can spend three hours praying. Ooh, yes. Woo. Hallelujah. Huh? You can spend three hours reading your Bible, huh? If you can do that, then, yes, by all means, have at it. But guess what? They never did. You know why? They couldn't do that. That's right. They couldn't spend, amen, 45 minutes in prayer. They couldn't spend an hour reading their Bible. They couldn't do that. So, so why do we let them spend hours at a time on those gadgets doing what they want to do? And you know what? They're learning more of the world than they are of God. That's right. Amen. Jesus. Some of us old timers in here. I think the reason why I don't have a relationship with my cell phone. I don't. I offend people. I don't mean to offend people. Mm -hmm. The reason why I say that, <clears throat> I always get calls and texts. Guess what? I remember my phone. What did I do with my phone? Amen. Look at I look at my phone. Sometimes I have to come back up here because I leave my phone up here or I leave it on the car. One time I left it on the bumper of my expedition driving around town. I don't have a relationship with my phone. I leave it in the laundry room. I leave it wherever I'm doing stuff. I don't have a relationship. So when people text me, guess what? By the time I get back to the text, guess what? It's about an hour later that I say, what the world's wrong with pastor? I can, I can show you all the missed calls I got on my phone because I, guess what? I didn't have my phone with me. Papa said, pa, does a pastor answer his phone? Look at me. So I know I've been somebody that said, oh, geez, we got a pastor. Don't even care. <laughs> Called him. He didn't answer his phone. I sent him a text. He didn't answer. He's not on Facebook. How am I get a hold of him? Walk over huh? I'll tell you what, I believe in the good old-fashioned relationship. Let's come and meet together. Yes. Let's look in each other's eyes. Let's, let's, amen. Let's talk to one another in, in person. Amen. So if you try to call my phone and I don't answer, it's not because I don't want to. It's because my phone is somewhere. That's right. Huh? I remember when these things first came out. I really didn't know what to do with it. Back in the old days, you just, you had a landline. Somebody wanted to call you, they had to call you a landline. Mm -hmm. That's the only way of communication. That's the only way the wife could keep track of you. <laughs> now, they, now they have these new devices. Now they got locators on it, so the wife says, where's he at? Yeah. Yeah. Phone answers. Hi, honey, where you at? Oh, I'm at Walmart. She goes on, on her, on her location. Says, yeah, he is. Huh? It might be handy that way. I feel I feel pretty ignorant sometimes. I feel intimidated. Because my, my little granddaughter here knows more about iPad than I do. She gets on there and she has, you know, they're not un ungodly, that's not what I'm saying. She gets on there, she knows how to get on there and get into those little applications and boy, here I am, she's not like, and, and her mom puts some kind of password on and you just go, shh, shh. I don't even know how to do that. Here I'm sitting there looking at her like, I'm ignorant. 
I'm Adrian. The only thing I know how to do is this. Huh? I, I feel intimidated. I went to a lot of brother, brother Olson's, a lot of different churches all over. Guess what? All those preachers walk up to the iPad. Yep. Uh -huh. I've yeah, I've seen that. Put it on. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I walk up with my Bible, my notebook. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Woo! Old fashioned. Ain't nothing wrong with that. They always ask me, Brother Marshall, can you give us your, your scripture verses? I said, I'll give you my scripture verses, but I can't tell you which direction I'm going. <laughs> Amen. All I do is write it down here to here. That's where they're here. Well, which one, which can start? This one right here. Just put that one up. That's good enough. I'm an old timer. Amen. Amen. Nothing wrong with that. Why am I saying that? Why am I saying that? Because you and I, I believe are coming into a time where we need to grasp what we believe. We need to become more knowledgeable. Now when I say that, I'm not talking about just getting it all up here. I'm talking about getting it all the way in so that we are living. I heard somebody say this. They are talking about the rapture. You know, there's different beliefs in the apostolic as far as the rapture. They said, some people say, you better live for God. You better live right, because if you don't, you miss the rapture. And uh, it's going to be too late once the rapture happens and you're left here on earth. So the answer to that was, well, I'll turn my heart over to the Lord if that happens. And you know what the preacher said? No, he won't. He said, because if you can't give your heart to the Lord now, you won't give it to him after the rapture either. Right. Right. If we can't make ourselves ready now, we won't be ready then. Huh? So what, what, am I, what am I saying? What am I, why am I saying this? If we are going to profess a good profession. You know what? This is our life. This is my life. Amen. Coming to church is my life. Yes. Huh? That's my life now. My life was, I just used to frequent bars. I used to go do my own thing. I used to go play ball, do all kinds of stuff. I didn't know God. That was my life before I came to know God. But you know what? This is my life now. Everything I do centers around, amen, Him, praise God. That's the only life I know to live, praise God. That's the only life I have right now. That should be the same for you. We're not amen. weekend warriors, are you listening amen. to me? We're not weekend Christians. We should be living this 24-7. Amen. amen. Read some more scripture and I'll be off. I'll be done here. <clears throat> I'll leave you alone. First Timothy chapter four. <clears throat> First Timothy chapter four. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Verse number eleven. Praise the Lord. 
First Timothy. Praise God. If I could find it, in nice. Alright. First Timothy chapter 4, verse number 11. It says, These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth but be thou an example of the believers in word. In conversation. In charity. In spirit. In faith. In purity. He says, till I come, Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate, meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. And take heed unto thyself <clears throat> and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Wow. I had those words spoken over me. My wife and I, <clears throat> as we were sitting there, and when they ordained us together. The elders spoke that word over me. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to attend to. Because if you do this, you're going to save them. Save yourself and them that hear thee. This is, gonna, this is what you're going to see. So saints, we all need to do this. We all need to engage. We all need to seek. You go over to 2 Timothy chapter 3, and you, you go to verse number 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation and through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Truly furnished. You know what that means? Fully equipped. Fully equipped. We can be Fully equipped. We can know if 
we do just exactly what he said. I was listening to the testimony of a young lady who attended the University of South Dakota probably back in the 90s. She came. She said, my, my goal was to get a degree in, in uh, nursing. She said, and I was struggling. Of course, you know what she was? She was a believer. She was a child of God. So here she was, and she was struggling in her, in her uh, <clears throat> education. So she almost felt like, well, maybe after this semester, I'll just go ahead and I'll just throw in the towel because it's just too difficult for me. When she went back home during the break, an elder gave her some really good advice. He said, you know what? You're supposed to acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. So if you acknowledge him in all your ways, I said, he said, even in your education, if you acknowledge him, he will direct your paths. He'll make it possible for you to get your degree. Amen. So he's, she said, what do you mean? She, he said, get into the word. Study the word. Live the life that he wants you to live. That's all you need to do. So she said, I'll give it a, a try then. So she got back into her Bible. She started to read and study. Really search the scriptures. And you know what? Just her putting herself back into that place of really seeking God and his word. Guess what? Her grade, her grades began to go up. Amen. And pretty soon, she made the dean's list. And after the second year, she finally got her, her nursing degree. All because she put God first. Amen. All because she sought God. You don't think God can make that way for you? Yes, he can. Amen. Yes, he can. He can do that for you. He can give you the ability. <coughs> he can give you the ability. He can give you. I, I like what Brother Dan said this morning. <clears throat> he said, to be wise is to obey God's will. That's, is that how you said it, Brother? Doing God's will. That's what wisdom is. If you want to be a wise man, if you want to be a man of understanding, of course, a man of understanding, you know what the Bible says? Has to fear God. That's right. Yeah. So if you want to be a man of understanding, first thing is fear God. Give him reverence. Acknowledge him. And, and if you want to be a person that's full of wisdom, do his will. God will, will show you. All you have to do is obey. God will, will show you. God will make that way for you. We can witness if, if we could profess a good profession. Hallelujah. Some of us in here may be having a difficult time. One last scripture. Colossians <coughs> chapter 2, 
Colossians chapter 2, verse number 6. <clears throat> I like this. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. As you have received him, so walk ye in him. You know what that is? Walking in His Spirit. Mm -hmm. We have received His Spirit, haven't we? Yes. We need to walk in His Spirit. And He says, rooted and built up in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. Established and established in the faith. As He have been taught. And we're, we're just not to supposed to be taught. We're, we're just not supposed to be established in the faith and taught, but we're to abound therein with thanksgiving. So we see. Then he says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. I'm not interested in folklore or fairy tales or wives' fables. No? I'm not even interested in philosophy. I remember one time I, I offended a professor, a philosophy professor here at the university when he was talking about reality. He says, how do you know we're all sitting here? <coughs> This may not be real. I, I was looking at him like, wow, what have you been smoking? <laughs> he said, think about that. Open up your minds. This reality may not be real. A reality not real. And so he started talking about, you know, the mind and all that it goes on in the mind, the imaginary. He said, that's why this, may, this reality may not be real. And he was asking every question going along, you know, get, trying to get students to, to, to take hold of what he was saying when it came to me. Mr. Marshall, what do you think? You think this is reality? I said, yes, it is. How do you know it to be reality, sir? I said, well, and that was the middle of wintertime. I said, if you go take all your clothes off and go out there and sit in that snowbank, guess what? You're not going to be sitting out there too long. You know why? Because it's below zero out there. <laughs> and everybody started laughing. I said, then you'll find out how real it is out there. Uh -huh. <laughs> he just shrugged his shoulders at me. Oh, that was a good, that was a good example. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good example of reality let me tell you something what did Jesus say I am the way the truth and the life yes sir this is reality yes. uh -huh. and I'm not talking about the material world I'm talking about the spiritual <clears throat> this is reality you never know what might happen <clears throat> when the Spirit of God is moving. Amen. So saints, we need to get a hold of this thing. 
Jesus was telling his disciples that there's going to be a day and an hour when they're going to bring you before their magistrates and before their leaders. You're going to have to give an account. He says, but don't worry what you shall speak for the spirit that the spirit of my father which is in you, he will speak. He will tell you things to say. That's why we need to draw close to him. That's why we need to that's why we need to profess a good profession. Hallelujah. Let's all stand and see. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. You know what I'm thankful for? Even though we're humble little fellowship. God has sure blessed us with beautiful people. And I know this. As long as the Spirit of the Lord is working in your life, you are going to abound. You are going to you are going to grow. You are going to, amen, increase in the knowledge and in the love and in the faith of God. You are going to do that. That's what's going to happen to you. But guess what? You need to be faithful. Amen. You need to be diligent. You need to pursue. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. <laughs> because God is going to use you. God is going to, amen, bless you and use you. And you're going to minister to some, some poor soul. So that's what's important for us. <coughs> Grasp a hold of what we have here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. There's a lot of potential in this congregation. A lot of potential. And I think we're going to see God put everything in its place. Amen. I know we are. I know we're going to see that. We're going to see things happen. We're going to see everybody engaged. Engaged. Amen. And this small little congregation is going to turn Vermillion upside down. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Never know one of these young men might be standing in front of a yep. professor at the university. They might be pointing their finger at you, but you'll be telling them yes, you will. what they need to know. Amen. Right. Amen. Your wisdom is going to silence them. Ooh, it's going to silence them. Hallelujah. Thank God. And all we have to do is profess a good profession. Amen. This is who we are. <clears throat> Make up your minds who you are. Amen. And who you want to be Amen. in the Lord. Yes. Because once you do that, a lot of your struggles are going to be over. Sometimes we battle with that. I don't know where I'm going to be. Don't figure it out. Just let God move. Let God lead you. Let God put it into place. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm praying for everybody here. I'm praying for this work. I'm praying for everybody.
Hallelujah. A lot of things happening. A lot of things going on with a lot of different souls. We're going to do our best. So let's pray right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for... Amen, Lord. Just this place. Thank you for your house. Thank you for your word and thank you for your presence, Lord, that we feel in this place. Thank you for your people, Lord. God, as you see, you know, Lord, the hour that we are living in. You see what is happening, Lord, in this world, oh God. And as you said in your word, Lord, that we are not of the world. And Lord, the world does not know you. And it does not know us, oh Lord. So I pray, God, that we can be able, Lord, to draw even closer to you, Lord, that we can, amen, Lord, that we can grow in our faith, in our love, in our desire, our knowledge of you, Lord. God, that you can continue to minister, Lord, that we can be rooted and grounded, settled in you, Lord, that we can be steadfast, that we can abound, Lord, in your faith and in your love, in your spirit, Lord. Help us. Help us to overcome all the obstacles, Lord, all the dynamics, Lord, all the distraction, Lord, that comes our way, Lord. Help us that we can escape, oh Lord, the darkness that is in this world. Help us that we can have a love for your light, oh God, to walk in the light, Lord, and to love truth, that we can have a heart, Lord, that will always hunger and thirst, Lord, for your word and for Amen. Your spirit for righteousness, for truth, O oh God. I pray, Lord, for your people tonight, Lord. I pray that you would strengthen them, Lord. I pray, O oh God, that you would settle them, Lord, in your word. Help them, O oh Father, that they can be that light for you, Lord, in this world. That they can shine, O oh Lord, that, amen, they can see your glory, Lord. They can see your, amen, your honor, Lord, your beauty, Lord. Father, in your people, help us that we can walk, O oh Lord, in the fashion that you have called us, O oh Lord, to walk. Minister unto us, O oh Lord. Do a work right now, O oh God, in us, O oh Lord, and help us, O oh Father. Lord, that we can, amen, Lord, amen, have that love for you, Father. Bless your people, Lord, I pray. Minister to the needs they have for their homes, for their families. God, all the needs we have, Lord, to live in this world, oh God, to be, amen, taken care of, oh Lord. I pray, bless us, Lord. Amen, God, that we can continue to have a move of your spirit, that we can have revival, that we can have, amen, renewal and restoration. God, in you, Lord, in your spirit, Lord, and I pray that you administer, Lord, to our physical needs. Touch everyone, Lord, that needs strength in their bodies, that need healing, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, for, amen, God, the atonement that we have received in you, Lord. And help us that we can look to you, God. Amen, Lord, our great physician. Help us to put our trust in you, Lord. And, Lord, I pray even for our financial needs. You know the needs for every home, for every family, even for this work. God, I pray, Lord. Lift us up, O oh Lord, and help us, O oh God, that we can be, O oh Lord. Amen, Lord. Amen. The people that you have called us to be, that we can reach out, Lord. Amen, Lord, that we can reach out with the gospel, 
Amen, Lord, in this place, O oh Lord, in this area. Amen. Help us, O oh Father. Amen. Give us the love and give us the knowledge. Give us, amen, Lord, the seal that we need, Lord, that we can speak the truth in love. Amen, God, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you, Father. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Put your hand upon your people, Lord. Amen. Bless them, O oh God. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Remember tomorrow evening is that meeting at 7 o'clock if you can make it. We'll uh, decide if we're going to do this and when and, and everything as far as the details. <clears throat> Again, if any of you decide, if you feel like you want to go to that Dakota family retreat, uh, just let me know. Uh, if not, that's fine. But, uh, let's do what we can. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank all of you that uh, what, what you do for the church here as far as your sacrifice. Uh, every time we have a sale and everything pertaining to this building, this work that we still have a lot of stuff to do. A lot of stuff needs to be done. It just seems like, of course, we're, we're kind of, uh, how can I say, financially trap where we can't do a lot of things but God's been good to us we're moving on but let's just do what we can let's do what we can thank you for all of you that are faithful supporters through your finances and your prayers and through whatever help that you give as far as the church is concerned so, uh, next Saturday at one o'clock the my kids my Sunday school class are going to be the ones to clean the church Okay. So all you parents, our grandparents, whoever, all the kids that are in my class, bring them here, 1 o'clock. The tweens. Okay. The tweens. Everybody hear that? The tweens. All right, thank you very much. Meet one another. You're all just missing Jesus' name. Thank you.